Hey, this is Romancing the Zone, a podcast about a podcast about boys playing tabletop games. I'm Mel Bailey. I'm Brittany Bailey. And I'm Ann Kern. Let's roll. Oh! Uh-oh. <laughs> Was that good or bad? That's a critical fail, my friends. Oh. oh. <laughs> no. That's a beautiful old one, just glaring at me. Well, that's what you get. <laughs> You know what? Darkest, darkest before the dawn. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is penultimate, not ultimate. We're fine. Yeah. So uh, welcome back, everybody. It's been a minute. Oh, my gosh. I kind of forgot that we do this. <laughs> I know. I forgot there was even a podcast to be done. Just kidding. I couldn't wait to get back and talk about the show with everybody. It felt like a surprisingly long time. It did. Between episodes. Yeah. It really did. I don't know what we're going to do when Amnesty is over. <laughs> we're like, I know. Oh, I'm going to miss the theme so much. Mm. I think I think having some time away from it, hearing it again, I, I was like, yeah, this really is really yeah. good. What a slapper. Speaking of just things that knock you right over, Aubrey is Sylvain. Yeah. You know how sometimes you learn you're a planet? <laughs> <laughs> but then you just don't want to believe it. And I do think I'm not a planet should be a t-shirt. <laughs> just so people will know like you may have heard otherwise but rest assured I'm insisting I am not a planet planets don't have hair I mean planets do not have hair although some people don't have hair also that's so true. that's not a definitive Ooh. characteristic oh no you are bald maybe <laughs> would you grass count as hair yeah I was wondering about that is grass hair <laughs> trees could be We're asking the real questions here maybe like a wheat oh beautiful yeah. Golden hair. <laughs> Aubrey, what do you think? Okay, but so here's here's now the question. How do we let the quell know? Mm. I would I would send them a note, like before yeah, gym they, class. Mm, hey. Fold I, it up am, into one of those little ones that like tucks into itself. Yeah, like a football and then you like You could do it. the football. Yeah. That's I thought you meant like a you know, just send a paper airplane down into this pit. Also I mean, a good one. That could have worked too. There's so many <laughs> options. I could never fold those, by the way. I was useless in regards to, like, note passing in interesting ways. Couldn't oh, do it. Oh, mine, mm. yeah, I could definitely do the two. The one that, like, looks like a little envelope and the one that looks like um, a football. Yeah, no. I was very good at the envelope one. Neither. I would get a note and then send nothing back because I had We're no idea. We're going to get together <laughs> after this. We're going to get on video chat and all learn how to, I will teach everybody how to do the, the envelope note taking. All right. <laughs> It's like a lost art now, right? Because you can't do that with a text message. True. We are keepers. (laughs) Let's bring it back. (laughs) So we're going to, we got to get to the Quell's heart. We got to send it this little folded up note. Before they can even get a note written, the Quell kind of comes up to meet them. Mm, yeah. We've got some kind of gray matter. Alexandra finally doing something useful. (laughs) Shame. Wow. She's a the child, end. Brittany. <laughs> We've I like that she redeemed this. herself and Brittany's like, no, you are still. <laughs> You've got a longer way to go, my child. Um, but Alexandra does kind of call it like, hey, oh, shoot. Like something's happening. Something's yeah. happening. Something's coming at us. And yeah, this gray matter, the fog moves up on little cat feet and just comes at him. Yeah, I want you all to know that on my second listen, when I was taking notes, uh, they were Griffin was describing this terrifying mist cloud coming up out of the depths. Just as I got a push notification about a Sawbones episode on vaping, <laughs> <laughs> here it comes. 
<laughs> Heathcliff's just oh, down there. I like, was just gonna just say it was it. actually just Heathcliff. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so there's birds and there's yeah, two tentacles. I was very into the red birds yes. as an image. I thought that was very cool. Mm-hmm. All of these uh, monster descriptions kind of bring me back to we brought it up last time. Uh, the creepy crawlers. You can make those bright, bright red. <laughs> that's you know you think about it. That's that's what the crawl's doing down there. Mm-hmm. These are creepy crawlers that have been put into the freezer, so they're real sharp because Ooh. they go by and they cut our sweet yeah. Vincent's sweet face uh, and our sweet Aubrey's sweet hand. That was Vincent. That's Vincent's money maker. Don't you do it? <laughs> and Aubrey needs those hands to conjure fire. Don't you do it? Catch those hands, and they did, and it was bad. Uh, but she does blast a nasty fire magic at them and takes out almost all of them. So yeah, good a plus work. to you, Aubrey. I know. It is just fight time up in here. She's got mm-hmm. the birds. Uh, when it comes to Thacker's time to do something, <laughs> just throws himself right off the edge here. Thacker. Yeah. What a champion. I never, I never know what Clint's going to do. I, I will so give him that. Good. I am always surprised. Absolutely. And it's inspiring almost getting to just listen to him play this game mm-hmm. because especially with this one clint is really good at this one like mm-hmm. there were times it kind of felt like he was fumbling around with merle but this time you know he's pulling out these abilities that he can do he's it's all really clever and i think just really makes his characters very robust and i i think he's really in his element here playing this game and it's very fun to listen mm-hmm. to it yeah, really is. Yeah. And uh, back to you saying inspired. It yeah. really did. I even wrote down, like, I really can't wait now to play my next tabletop game and make a character that is that impulsive. I've always played the calculated, careful, yeah, make sure everything mm. is good, because that's kind of how I am, mm-hmm. IRL. So it's easier to play those people. Now I'm like, no, no, that seems fun. That seems like the character I want to be next. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it did sound like he might have surprised himself a little bit, just from the way he described what he was going to do. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not sure he knew he was going to until that moment either. <laughs> well, and even as he did it, I remember in that moment thinking, you know, did Griffin plan on him doing that? And in that case, as the storyteller or as the the GM, do you go, okay, now let me think of some way that this isn't going to kill him? Or do you go, well, I don't know what to tell you? Uh, which, of course, obviously in this one, it ended up being fine because that is ultimately where they have to go. But I did have that that moment where it's like, would he let <laughs> Clint just kill off another character <laughs> if that hadn't been where they ultimately needed to go? I don't know. Well, I mean, he might be thinking forward like uh, like Justin was joking about trying to fill out the action figure line. <laughs> oh, my God. That's right. I know. Just expand that march line. It's important. Bring another one in. <laughs> I do want action figures, just for the record. I'm just going to put that out in the universe. I would definitely be interested in that. (laughs) Me too. As a toy fiend. Yeah. Yeah. For both of these arcs, I think you can make really cool figures. Yeah. Uh, But so Thacker's over the edge. And like, how do you follow up someone just dive bombing off the edge? Right. Because that's now what Doug has to do. Exactly. Via Justin. And you know what? He does it. He does do it. Beacon has never been happier. (laughs) Beacon is in his happiest zone right now, just hacking and slashing. Clint McElroy, he is also in his element. (laughs) It's true, though. Doug kind of berserks on, you know, these almost vein-like structures that have risen out of this pit. Uh, No, no, no. You aren't going to get Duck's friends today. Nice try. Mm -hmm. I I am glad that even though Duck is now more badass than he was when any of this started, 
that he's not really any better at um, at catchphrases. He's not really improved that much. It's reassuring. I mean, I appreciate the pun. I do appreciate the pun. That was a very good pun. Duck is better, but not cooler. And I appreciate that about him. <laughs> I think that's, that's relatable. The, yeah, that's that keeps them all a little bit humble. Duck and Thacker, at least for mm-hmm. sure. Not cool. <laughs> uh, but all the same, they do they do have to decide, what do we do? Do Thacker we... jumps off a platform. Would you jump off a platform? Mm-hmm. If all your Indeed. friends are jumping. Everyone but Vincent, who apparently has the good sense to stay and guard the <laughs> elevator. You go. You go, Duck. I know you want to. In his defense, he does have a good point that it's possible that some of the Quell are going to get past and be dangerous to the people who are upstairs. And also, Mm -hmm. Vincent has already fought the Quell and lost. So I think in terms of wanting to face them again, like where they live, I can imagine that you would not really want to do that immediately. (laughs) Uh, I respect Vincent's decision 100%. Mm -hmm. See, Vincent's the character I normally play. Very measured. Very controlled. <laughs> it's a pity that we did not hear the confession of his sins and vices. Oh my gosh. That's some uh, bonus content that I am expecting. <laughs> when they do a the, the Adventure Zone Zone, that's going to be yes. the number one question. What are Vincent's sins and vices? If Aubrey had just stopped everything like, yes, hold on. This has to happen <laughs> right now. Pause the end of the world. <laughs> we need this. <laughs> uh, but unlike Vincent, who was overtaken by the Quell... When they do jump in, Duck also gets a little, uh, will he be influenced? No, he's going to shrug it off. And in turn, it even scares the other monsters, which reminded me a little bit of, like, when Bowser joins your party in Super Mario RPG, (laughs) and then, like, if you run into monsters, they can be like, oh, shit, and just, like, leave. It's Mm -hmm. great, because they're like, I know this guy, and I don't want to fight him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I did very much enjoy the the nope snake, uh, especially. Yeah. (laughs) Although I like, am I a bad person if I was very momentarily disappointed that Justin's roles were so good and that they didn't have to deal with like a mind-controlled ally? <laughs> mm. I was kind. Of, I, I don't know. Ooh, I just thought that, that might have been, been interesting. interesting. But it I, you know, certainly would. We're all uh, we're all at the mercy of the dice for good yes. for mm-hmm. good or bad. All but... of us. <laughs> Thinking about that one. <laughs> it's Heathcliff showing up. <laughs> he has perfect timing. In fact. <laughs> It's That's true because these, these uh, a couple of the beasts are like no no. Also, like in Super Mario RPG, some of them are like, oh Bowser, I could take him on. You can't. Mm-hmm. So yeah, some of these like <laughs> creepy monkeys and whatnot. Ooh, yeah, think that they're gonna get duck, but no no, they're not because duck is also friends with a giant cat who can break through a wall. Got a ten foot wide paw. Just so big. Can we just? Pause for a second. Can we pause for a second and Uh-oh. really uh, think about that? Like, what yeah. is 10 feet? Big. Like, that's big. I yeah. am in probably a six by six foot area right now. Yeah, I don't and, know. Like, if this making that, happy. like, at, oh, wow. That's Just a, think, that's a think big of the old size. Paw. Think of the size of his claws. Oh. Mm. No, he's declawed, remember? <laughs> I don't we remember, but I love that, that you do. <laughs> Those would be some big beans. Just the things. Exactly. Just the, and so the... soft. What a nice soft landing for everybody. Mm-hmm. When there's some kind of adventure zone like pop up art installation, I hope there's like a giant, a giant Heathcliff paw that you can get a photo of. Sit in his paw. And oh like the mural on the wall behind him looks like Heathcliff's giant face. <laughs> which I kind of picture being similar to like the cat bus in yeah. uh my neighbor Totoro. Yes. Mm-hmm. Those big, big eyes and that big smile. Mm-hmm. 
But before we can see where our wonderful Heathcliff is going to take our main heroes, we have to jump back over to Earth because shit's still going down over there. We have other heroes back on Earth, yeah. We have so many heroes we have to check in on, and Mm -hmm. I'm so glad that we get our forest rangers uh, going on. I love the idea of them hoarding all of the fire (laughs) causers and just, like, just keeping them. And they're like, now's our time. And they're ready. They absolutely Targaryened the beasts. Everybody, all of you listening who joined the Forestry Brigade, there were so many of you. Well done. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Good group to join. Juno (laughs) is a pyro hoarder and a parkour expert, I think. Or a track star. Like, she is kicking it. It's great. Yeah. I get the impression that, yes, she was doing some sort of track and field back in high school. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everybody's adapting surprisingly well to being attacked by monsters, which I <laughs> oh, also they're so ready. For. They're living their best lives here, except <laughs> not so much on Keith's end, who is yeah. uh, stuck on a roof, I believe. Yes, mm. with his team, his yes. his section of the Hornets, and getting real nervous because uh, shit's not going right. well. No, but luckily. I like to think that all the hornets are never too far away. Mm -hmm. Like, when you're a hornet, you're a hornet all the way. And you know (laughs) that, like, the rest of your team is somewhere nearby to back you up when you're in trouble. Mm -hmm. And that is, in fact, what happens. I like to think they have a little bit of a psychic link. Like, probably hornets do. Do they? In a hive? Hive mind? I mean, they dance at each other. That's what they did. Do they or just bees? Uh, Well, they all start out as bees. (laughs) We've decided. So they like learn the dance and then they become a hive mind and it's fine. Because then (laughs) Hollis does show up like the badass leader they are and comes and saves the day with their team. It's just, ah, it's beautiful. I do like that the the Hornet's main weapon is we're chaotic and we'll just like cause a big fucking scene. (laughs) I respect that very much. That's a good weapon. It's kind of the opposite of the strategy of Minerva and Leo, more or less, who were apparently back-to-back atop Mount Kepler, which I assume is, is, like, really dramatically backlit in some way with, like, dramatic clouds. Oh, Oh, it's so beautiful. Like a red-tinged cloud. Yeah. 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 Ooh, can we talk about the music, too, right here? Always. Yes. Holy. That was amazing. So as I was listening to this, the first round, I was cooking. And I Mm -hmm. had my AirPods in, so, like, everything's just, like, right in my head. I would get very concerned because a lot of, like, the background noises or, like, the little ambiance noises that Gurwood would put in, I couldn't tell if they were in the show (laughs) or happening in my real life. So I'd, like, turn really suddenly and be like, oh, oh, it's fine. It's this. So then getting to actual, like, thematic music was a very nice, like, ah. Like, I just basked in that for a little bit because it was so good. Mm. This one, yeah, was very uh, dramatic, but, like, in that fun movie kind of way. Like, this beautiful, I like to picture it's, like, a beautiful dance-like sword fight starring mm-hmm. these two heroes. Dramatic and upbeat. Like, you Yeah, knew. it's yeah. like in Lord, like, you're watching, like, Lord of the Rings. It's intense, but also, like, these are my buds and I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think if it doesn't come up later, I mean, just generally with the music in this episode, I think Griffin did a really good job introducing like some new kind of themes and motifs that maybe were not there before and also yeah. modifying ones that he had already been working with earlier in Amnesty. 
uh, and kind of changing their their energy and their vibe or using the vibe that we already associated with them to make a scene land better. Um, I, I was really impressed with uh, with the integration of the music and the sound and the editing in this particular episode. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, you know, and that was very insightful. I, I like how you put all of that. And I would totally agree. I was going to say the same thing. I didn't have the words to say it. I was like, music, good. I like it. Thank That's, you. And you're definitely the most uh, well-worded well of all of us, as I just proved. <laughs> and use word good. And you talk you real talk. pretty. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes things in this show are subtle, and you have to kind of point them out, and sometimes they're a giant cat bursting through a wall <laughs> sometimes yes um to me this sounds like the water temple of sylvain mm-hmm. in the scene in my mind it is like i think just how griffin described it really like you pull back and you see this very beautiful tranquil stunning ancient architecture and then poof, just here's a giant cat just powing through these just eons old walls especially since like later they we we discover not much later that there are giant dirty cat prints all over the place because <laughs> Heathcliff's already been hanging out there so this is like 10 foot wide like dirty paw prints oh it's just beautiful and filthy down here yes i do want to shed light very quickly on this um after school special psa we get from aubrey and thacker about peer pressure and <laughs> you know when and how to follow your friends and throwing themselves over a bridge into an unknown abyss uh but luckily we all it was fine we have a giant cat friend it was fine mm-hmm. we also get the aside that heathcliff used to be more of a normal cat he was just, but a little cat. just chowing down on all of his greens and all of his gamma radiation and a big heaping helping of arcane energy and look at him now guys you too can if follow you're trying the to bulk up exactly <laughs> <laughs> he's got his regiment he'll write it down in a book for you he'll make a youtube uh channel yeah he'll, he'll upload his videos every wednesday uh look forward to it please like and subscribe <laughs> comment <laughs> ring that bell i think those are all things that they say <laughs> um we also learned that apparently this arcane temple that we are now in front of is a sort of rite of passage for the interpreters which mm-hmm. is interesting this is very it's very much like zelda in breath of the wild and yeah now it's a big cat house apparently. <laughs> <laughs> the spire is a big scratching post for him now just can you imagine just oh wait no he doesn't have his claws <laughs> it's okay cats will still use it if they don't have claws oh okay because i They're was like gonna the say feeling. If there was um, just, like, chunks of uh, rock taken out. But that that at least is safe. He's like, what damage can I possibly do? Exactly. It's still very beautiful, but he's just like, "Mm." just pause at it. Push my gross little paws up here. (laughs) That's why they had to declaw him. He declawed himself because he's like, I don't want to ruin the architecture I don't trust myself here. (laughs) Let's be real. He magic them away. I think that's the only way to do it. But we've got Aubrey. Mm-hmm. Aubrey needs, as we all do from time to time, a little bit of Aubrey time. Yeah. Um, I loved Alexandra asking for a puzzle, Aubrey deferring to Duck, and Justin not missing a single beat and coming up with, yep, here's a puzzle for you. So, suddenly was... we're in Hey Riddle Riddle instead of the Adventure Zone. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so funny to me. I loved it. And uh, yeah, Aubrey has a moment to step aside and uh, try to tap into the magic. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, back to the riddle, though. Had you guys heard that one? Yes. The one about the, one about the sawdust? Uh, Not yes, I have heard said. the sawdust one as well. It's terrible. Y- yeah. Tell me. Okay, unless it's so, bad. Unless it's not appropriate for airtime. It, it, I mean, Justin brought it up, so blame him. <laughs> it's his fault. Um, so the riddle is... Okay, listen. Brittany just read us what the riddle is. I'm taking it out because I don't want that on our show. <laughs> I, think, so, I think there's another version of that riddle. I think so, too, because I was like, this is horrible. <laughs> I can't imagine just being like, this will be a fun game to play. I'm pretty sure there's another one um, that's something about like a ladder. I can't remember. I'm trying to remember like what the... And that's where I thought it would go. Hmm. And when I looked it up, I was like, this is a bad game. Yeah, that was that was real dark what you just shared. So yeah. uh, I think we should just mm-hmm. say, don't look up the answer. It's terrible. <laughs> like, it's not a good riddle. You wouldn't figure it out. And also the Here's- answer is really offensive. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. The other one, though, that's easy. Yeah, the one in the barrel. <laughs> nice, easy, classic riddle. We'll, we'll stick Not with that Not for Thacker, one. though. He's, he has a lot of trouble with it. <laughs> He's figuring it out. Um, and while they're doing this, Aubrey's going to tap into the magic. Yeah, and we get to see Sylvain's memories and an explanation of exactly what happened that shattered the crystal in the first place. It was yeah, an invading was force so cool. from Earth. Although when Griffin was describing this tube that they were wheeling out of the archway, uh, am I the only person who thought of Stargate and assumed it was a nuke? (laughs) I've never seen Stargate. I did assume it was a cannon, straight off. Yeah, that is a plot point in in Stargate, both the film and the pilot episode of the TV series. Oh, okay. Uh, Because they're like, oh, we're going to another world and we don't know what they're going to do or what would happen if we have access to these, you know, to these aliens. And so we have to have like a backup plan. It's the main plot of the of the film version of Stargate. Well, and, you know, this isn't that far off. It was Mm -hmm. still something that came right through, something very destructive. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, it seems to be the main plot in human life shittiness yeah. Yeah. yeah here's the thing we don't understand Human conquest we're not sure what's gonna happen let's bring all of our weapons <laughs> yeah it's really not a cute look but here's you know what stop that's my advice stop doing it <laughs> um but so the crystal shatters and i feel like it was interesting to me that instead of getting an inuyasha type we got to find all these shards and put them together she really was just trapped in one yeah um and, you know, I, I thought this as I was listening. I was like, Griffin loves a woman trapped in a powerful object theme. Huh. Yeah, I hadn't actually thought of that. <laughs> this is our second one. Powerful woman in a powerful object. Hmm. Mm-hmm. What does this mean? We don't know. I don't know. I bet he also probably appreciates the show Steven Universe, which is also sometimes women are in objects there, too. <laughs> Yeah, there was definitely a little bit like of a, a bit of a Steven Universe vibe with a lot of with a lot of the stuff in this episode. I don't yeah. know if he watches it or not, but there was definitely that kind of energy, I thought. Agreed. Which, you know, ties back to when we were saying like the arms and everything in the previous one were also reminiscent of Steven Universe. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Blah. Creepy. <laughs> <laughs> but regardless, Sylvain is separated from the rest of her body, I guess might be the best way to describe it, like yeah, fractured, she had been fractured like, off into this one place and, and stolen away to Earth. Yeah, and, and I think it also kind of gives us a scope of how long ago this was. Because one, the fact that like, all of humanity forgot. Mm-hmm. I super appreciated that, especially yeah. with like bringing in a very basic canon, I yes. think. Yeah. Like, 
like yeah. how I ended brought up, like I thought Nuke, I was like, I didn't know anything. And then when he had discovered, I was like, oh, this was a long time ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause we totally would have brought in a nuke if it had been within the past 50 years, but mm-hmm. it is old, old yeah. stuff. So, yeah, yeah. But so then we do get, uh, so, <laughs> so we get, I, I love the idea of a quick clip show of this beautiful crystal being pawned off, mm-hmm. passed around, sold here, there, wherever, stolen. to now, stolen, mm-hmm. to where we get a family that gets it. And this is a good family. Yeah. And they are kind. And they are upstanding citizens, I would like to assume. And she builds bonds with them. Yeah, she, she likes them. She, she yes. gets invested in this long-running television show of the generations of this family. <laughs> And I think it's interesting that we know that Aubrey's mom felt very attached to it to the point where we know that when, even when she was giving birth to Aubrey, she would not let it be removed. Mm-hmm. And in such a way, it was almost like then Sylvain just kept feeling closer and closer to these people. And then when Aubrey came along, it was, oh, I've he- I'm here from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. I'm all in. I'm very invested in this one. It's a lovely little story. It really is. We didn't really get an explanation exactly of... I mean, I I guess what was happening when we see this scene of Aubrey being born and then Sylvain is not in the crystal anymore, is actually in Aubrey, it seems like. Um, Um, I think think that was the implication based on the wording. Yeah, I'm not sure if that was it or if it was even like... Since she was aware of everything happening around her, it was almost like, oh, I'm now extra protective of this one. And then the moment that the necklace was given to her. Yeah, but Aubrey didn't then have that was the moment. Aubrey didn't have the necklace when her powers uh, her powers were popping off initially at the beginning um, of the series. It wasn't in her possession until later. So I think No, maybe... no, I know, but her mom had given it to her, even though yeah. she didn't get to keep it. So I don't know if it's something like that. If it's like, um, I would have to listen. Yeah, I would have to listen to the wording again. But I think Sylvain was not in the crystal at that point. That she was actually in Aubrey. That that was my understanding. That she was there when Aubrey came into being, and then just kind of like like transferred herself. Yoko Kurama style. Exactly. (laughs) Got it. That's fair. That's fair. I could. I can get on board with that. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, and and that's the thing too. Now that she um, she taps back into her and has this moment, uh, she requests if she can have her powers back. And mm-hmm. you know what? Bada bing, bada boom, girl, you got it. You're powered back up. <laughs> yeah, I, I know we talked about it earlier, but the music in this particular scene um, with Sylvain uh, interacting with Aubrey, with Griffin doing this narration, just absolutely destroyed me. So thanks for that, Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this I mean, in a good way, you know. Really but, pretty. Yeah, um, I, I found this. I thought it was uh, it was quite moving, especially with the music. And then, of course, immediately we go back into just Justin screaming, "It's a hole!" <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I imagine Aubrey's eyes fluttering open just to the distant and then very loud sound of Duck shouting, <laughs> so frustrated at his dear friend Thacker. <laughs> Which I also like to imagine isn't the first time that that's happened. Just for what it's worth. I don't know what context, but, you know, even if she was just, like, daydreaming and then brought back to it by him being like, I'm not eating that gorp. <laughs> you don't put pepperoni in gorp. I'm taking the pepperoni packer. <laughs> Aubrey is not allowed to take naps anymore. It's like, no more of this. I mean, she can try. 
I did also very much enjoy this kind of not really a scene, half of a joke about uh, Doc kind of wandering off and thinking he needed a moment too, and then oh. <laughs> Beacon just being <laughs> asking to talk to Sword Jesus just to mess with him. Justin, you always keep us laughing. <laughs> We, we went from this very emotionally moving kind of scene <laughs> with a lot of plots, important plot stuff, straight into, like, U2 jokes. <laughs> I think that that's what I, like, love so much about all of them, but I feel like Justin does it really well in particular, where he, he finds a great bridge from being, like, it's it's gotten really a little bit, yeah. not heavy, mm-hmm. not, like, but kind of somber a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's like, anyway, here's a joke. <laughs> let's bring it, let's bring it back up. I, yeah. I, I feel like I do the same going. thing where it's like, anyway, how do I make everybody laugh in this moment? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you kind of, you kind of need that, I think, narratively of, of, I think that switching yeah. up the energy like that um, makes things more effective. Yes. Whether they're serious or humorous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree with you completely. And so joking about <laughs> Sword Jesus and the Edge aside, uh, this is our last safe space. Mm-hmm. Use a tent, talk uh-huh. to a Moogle. Janelle asks, <laughs> are you sure? And you have to move your cursor over to yes. This is the save point before the boss. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Make sure you have all your best armor on. Make sure you have refilled your potions At in your inventory. Six- phoenix downs they don't let you do it when you're in the fight and they insist they got it because janelle's like all right once i drop you down this this other hole there's a lot of holes going down to the core of this planet yeah i did i was i I really liked this description like this this whole um this whole space is very like zelda-esque but this this visual of um these stones rising up out of the water and forming forming this platform and the concept of it being like this well that that people would come and you know if you were sacred enough i guess that you could come and and have this kind of direct access as close as you could possibly come to the core of the planet yeah. and where where your god lives i thought that was yeah. a very um an interesting uh, an interesting concept even if it's kind of sounds like Heathcliff may have been using it as a bong um <laughs> What hasn't he used at this point? I was just going to say, you're either sacred enough or you're a wily cat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Either or. I assume that's how he got that big. Because the other animals got smart and bigger, but they didn't get as big as he did. So I assume the implication is... He's using that juice hard. He's just been... Every day. He's been so close to this power for so long. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he does come with helpful information and lets them know, hey, it's... The gravity's a little kooky down there, so mm-hmm. just, you know, be careful of that, too. And with all of this in mind, and after they've saved, refilled their items, Janelle's like, all right, down you go. And then Griffin told us about, you know, the sponsors for the week, and... <laughs> we were fired straight into the money zone uh, via the magical cannon. <laughs> they they dropped past it. As they fell on their way to the core, they were like, wait a minute. <laughs> Or is that some fine brands I should be using codes for? Oh. If only if only yeah. we had used Stitch Fix to get a better outfit before this fight that might have been oh. like a plus one to armor, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, exactly. Or at least make sure you look cute. <laughs> you can't fight crime if you ain't cute. Signed, Stitch Fix. And we end up in, yet again, a very video game-esque scenario. Beautiful. With floating islands. Ooh, la la. This is again where I, I need I need a very like set visual because I need to know how big is the island they're on. He said the space was about a mile wide, mm-hmm. right? I think maybe he did. 
I don't remember if he gave he a dimension for the, the core of the planet. I remember him saying a mile, but I couldn't recall if he was saying the island was a mile or if the whole space area I'm was a mile. I'm guessing that the space, like the space was bigger would than be that. Much yeah, bigger. yeah, I think yeah. That was probably. All right, well, you, you have to crunch the numbers and get back to us so that we can I will better, do that. better visualize I'll, I'll draw my diagrams out and really get it going yeah. so we can get my favorite aesthetic, which is the giant... Uh, hold on. He says it very well. Cosmic horror big. That's yes. it. That's, That's why... Yeah, I assume this has to be bigger than a mile in here yeah. if mm-hmm. we are supposed to believe that the quell is just upsettingly big. Yeah. I mean, well, and also he, he describes this really cool feature of, like, that the outer... I guess it's like a wall, you know, like the the outside edge of the space that they're in is like a land library, I guess, like full of trees yeah. and canyons and like all of the, I don't know, like experiments or memories of places that were or something like that, uh, like all, all around them that are not floating as well. Right. So to me, it sounds like they're in this big hollow space and mm-hmm. all, ar- and it's a big sphere and all along the inside of this hollow sphere is the lands above or like recreations of what is above them Mm -hmm. and then you have pieces of those lands floating around in the orbit then of this huge i had it written down here too uh this (laughs) bees uh bees scene sort of eldritch (laughs) horror that we have in the middle here it's true. Yeah, when like once it knows that they're there and it it effectively turns, there's this massive hole like like the like the pupil in an eye basically like. Mm-hmm. And I I liked that image as well that there's just this that it's basically a giant eyeball, but that would be kind of cheesy. So it's much scarier than that because it's pulling every like everything that it looks at. It's trying to suck into itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's like an old god in World of Warcraft called Cthun, which this really reminded me of. He's creepy. He's real creepy. He like gets in your mind and everything. So I was like, Ooh, tell me more. Definitely. I will send you a link. You will <laughs> love him. I feel like Yog saron I think is the other one's name. I feel like you would like him too. Regardless. I feel like all, I know that name. That's the one that's just a bunch <laughs> of We've mouths. hung out before. He's so creepy. All the old gods in Warcraft are very much your scene where it's just like, I'm a giant eyeball. I'm just a ton of mouths. They're gross. And it's great. Um, So that's very much the energy I'm getting from the quell. And it's all very cinematic, this huge Mm -hmm. scale, and this thing in the distance, but also not far enough because Uh yikes. Yeah. I mean, if if even it just like screaming because they're there is enough that it's like shattering things around them, that's definitely... You know, I mean, they're like girl with fire, a guy, and another guy who also happens to have a sword. <laughs> this is not, right. you know, this is a little guy bit got away from me. The scale of exactly. this is uh, problematic. Yeah, that I like that turn that mm-hmm. we've got mm-hmm. Aubrey coming in saying, "Hey, I'm Sylvain," and the Quell turns and only has eye for Thacker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Thacker's the one that they're all on. Like, hey. Like, Welcome back to the me. fold, my friend. Yeah. yeah. Who told you you could leave? Mm-hmm. How the hell did this happen? The Quell has some very serious abandonment issues, I think. It's safe to that say. Is... With both Thacker <laughs> and Sylvain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I kind of feel bad for them a little bit when you put it like that. <laughs> and I, think... I always think I felt for the Quell. I feel like you can, yeah. Because it wasn't... Like, they're they're a half of a whole, and they exactly. lost the other it's, side. It's a balance, and when that balance is put off for whatever reason, like, 
Yeah. Like, it, just like it says, Duck is trying to reason with it. And, like, you got to calm down. Yeah. You can't destroy. And he's like, that's that's what I do is I destroy. You can't tell me not to. That's that's my entire purpose. Yeah. I, I loved that from Duck, you know, as Aubrey is deciding in this moment that, um, you know, she she has to do big magic, capital B, capital M, uh, <laughs> that she, you know, if she can't convince the Quell herself that she's Sylvain, then how do I get Sylvain on the line to talk to this guy, essentially? <laughs> and and in that moment, you know, Duck is like, I'm going to try to talk to it. Mm-hmm. Thacker's going to try to tap back into it to buy her time. Ugh, big hero moves from these boys. And if you are feeling bad for the Quell, it is a little bit sad. Yeah. Just a little bit. But mostly I mean, it's trying to pissed. murder everything, so, yeah. I mean. Yeah. But you can see why. Like, a little bit, yeah. You're like, I mean, you know, I get it. But also, come on back down with us. I appreciated uh, Justin or Ducks, depending on how you look at it, um, pull about uh, Guardians of the Galaxy while talking um, to the Quell by calling it Ego. That was what it was. Oh, yeah. It went over my head. He went he went through it real quick, so I think it was just there in case somebody noticed it, and otherwise you didn't really need it, but I, I liked mm-hmm. it. No, that's clever. I thank you for pointing that out. Um, I did love Duck kind of messing with it and being like, "Yeah, sure, my name's Duck, but if you want to know the real one, <laughs> you can't." Kill You're me. intrigued now, <laughs> and it does. It somehow gets them. I, I don't remember. Was this a role that like the one island crashed? Yeah, into the it other was. As... It was a bad role, and I think um, Clint right. tried to do a help out, and it, it wasn't enough. So you sure? Yeah. So two of the islands collided and now they're just floating which i would i would guess strategically is is a worse position to be in sure and you know at this point aubrey's still out um exactly we've got aubrey trying to pull sylvain yeah yeah to the forefront so she's she's out of commission which also makes her vulnerable to the quell Uh yes who is pissed at her for even saying she's sylvain Mm -hmm. and this is where we get possibly one of the coolest things Again, I keep saying it, Clint's killing it in this game, but it's <laughs> when she starts uh, getting effective psychically by the Quell, and Clint wants to jump in and help, and Griff says, I don't know, and he's like, I'm psychic too. I was like, yes, this is that shit. This is, it's so brilliant, and I just think it's a really cool move by Thacker mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. be like, I'm going to I'm gonna keep trying to help her as we keep trying to buy her time. Yeah. And it was a kind of a, a low blow from the Quell trying to make her, trying to make Aubrey feel bad about herself and then saying like, well, if you surrender, then you're going to get relief from this guilt that you have about feeling responsible for for the death of, of, uh, of your mother yeah, and the destruction of your house and, and Thacker, Thacker being able to break through and uh, Aubrey forgiving herself like in that moment. It's, as, uh, yeah. It was very moving. It's- it was. It was really, really beautiful. I really liked this entire scene. That that was the essentially the temptation of Aubrey from yeah. the Quell. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it was more like more complicated and interesting, but also kind of more dangerous than if it had just been like, well, you know, here's an enemy that you're gonna throw fire at, I guess, and like try and hit with a sword. That um, having it having it get into that kind of psychological stuff as well was very interesting. Yeah. No, it's similar, of course, back to, I'm sure a bunch of us hearkened back to uh, the chalice mm-hmm. in balance. Yeah. What is this path not taken? What is this, you know, this tempting thing that they're showing me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Well, and then Duck, I guess, is being slightly unsettled by just lassoing a log <laughs> and throwing um, it. Yeah. <laughs> Although, I mean, hey, if you've ever had, like, well, I mean, everybody has had, like, an eyelash in your eye, that stuff hurts. It doesn't even have to be a big log, you know? Even if you're a giant <laughs> Eldritch Horror, it's still going to sting. It's, no, absolutely. And what a total, like, anime hero move from Duck, mm-hmm. being like, um, here's what I can do, and I'm going to keep killing it with these rolls. It was a great moment. That was a great eyelash in the eye. Oh my god, they are all rolling like champions. Because Thacker then follows suit. I mean, like, oh, he's he's chucking twi- or logs at him. I'll throw my walking stick like love I love it. to do. And he's very adept at it. He's so good. He's done it so much. And he does hit. But what's interesting is that Quell is more intrigued by Thacker in general. Mm-hmm. Like yes. so, because they're just they're just trying to pull distractions. Yeah, like yeah. Right. don't look at the floating girl. Look at me. Look at me over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just have to run <laughs> interference long enough for to buy Aubrey time. That's right. Does anybody else see like a puppy like being called side side? And so you've got this giant <laughs> eye like looking back and forth like, well, maybe between I, I them. Like I just. I, <laughs> but they they do Duck and Thacker do successfully manage to buy Aubrey enough time to kind of break through and communicate with Sylvain at which point also she connects with Alexandra who for the first time is is actually doing the work of the interpreter and interpreting uh and explains that the real reason that Sylvain vanished uh and was was kind of lost to everyone was not the breaking of the crystal or just that but because she had hurt Aubrey because she was trying to protect her and she destroyed her life by accident Which, oh, heavy mm-hmm. for Sylvain. I mean, and in this moment, there's so much. You you have to imagine there would be so many different conflicting emotions. Because yeah. on one hand, it's like, oh, good, I didn't set the fire. But then at the same time, it's like you though shouldn't feel bad. Yeah. And then at the same time, for Alexandra, it's like, oh my god, I can finally do this. Is what I've been supposed mm-hmm. to be doing for the past you know, X amount of years and I can finally do it. So it's almost like a little triumphant and yeah. a little sad and a little uh-huh. relieved. And a little frustrated. Absolutely. But yeah, we we all mess up. Yeah. In the game of life, you're not going to easy sail it the whole time. There's going to be problems. You're going to make wrong decisions. But that doesn't mean you just bury yourself and hide. Yeah. Which is exactly what Sylvain did. Aubrey, our big, big girl. Silly planet. Like, yeah. She's a big, big girl, and she says, you know, exactly that. We all fuck up, but don't be afraid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought that was, um, this was a very smart and, uh, like, eloquent but still in character speech from Aubrey that Travis gave um, yes. about the idea of being afraid of fucking up, not being an excuse to not try. I thought, yeah. I thought that was, as a sentiment, like, a very complicated but very meaningful idea mm-hmm. that he expressed very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, like you said, very in character. This didn't mm-hmm. feel like Travis suddenly, you know, speaking for Aubrey. It felt like Aubrey. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. With all the things that she's learned and had to live through up to this point. Yeah. And we also got um, via Griffin and via Sylvain some closure a little bit with Ned that the the scene, uh. you know, the speech and then what Sylvain chooses to point out is that Ned tried yeah. to save them. Mm-hmm. Like he, he did save yeah. her and her dad yeah. straight um, up. So even though you know he's he's very much the case in point of this concept that he definitely fucked up. He fucked up real bad, but he didn't he didn't use that as an excuse to just run away and not try to make it better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we all know that was 
my favorite little little moment here getting oh, to for see sure. my dear Ned again mm-hmm. but also I like this this parallel of Aubrey getting one last look at Ned she gets to see him again mm-hmm. and then I like the thought of her kind of like blinking back to what's happening now and immediately focusing in on Duck and Thacker and being like okay now yeah now what's next now it's my turn Hell yeah, because this is where it gets very cinematic. This Mm -hmm. next scene, the music, the visuals, the sound work. Yes. It's all really gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Although my my brain went from (laughs) Griffin saying that the quell was scared, like looking looking at Aubrey as this like beacon of orange flame with all of this stuff just exploding around her. And and my brain just went to, uh, is that a John Mulaney bit? The mark me down as scared and horny? (laughs) Um, It's no 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 it's um it's an SNL bit. Oh yes, yes. Oh yeah yeah yeah, that's it. That's and it. And it's I cannot think of his name but he's in it chapter 2 and everybody's talking about it. Uh yeah, it's, it's, is it Bill Hader? Yeah, I think it's a Bill Hader. That's it. Thank you. Yes. I apologize I for describing it to a, a different very funny dude. That's okay. Bill and John are close. I mean, close buds. John might have written it. It's we don't true. know. <laughs> Let's just give it to both of them. <laughs> Nobody here will mind. Regardless, that's exactly that is. I love that. That's what you. That's what you uh, <laughs> thought of. Well, I mean, because there was this whole thing about you know the Quell having this kind of. I mean, not romantic relationship is is oversimplifying, but but that the relationship with Sylvain that yeah. having her come back is like terrifying, but it's also kind of like excited. Like, hey, this this person that I love or this entity that I love has returned. Um, yeah, it's that was where my head went, but. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's beautiful. I love that that's where your brain and I went. And finally, dear readers, the world was quiet. (laughs) (laughs) So this is what you get for saying I was eloquent earlier in the episode. (laughs) I stand by it. That's a beautiful, that's a beautiful pull. (laughs) And now, okay, wait, I was here. I listened to the show. I cannot remember how the quell leaves the uh, the crystal heart like falls through the roof oh right and then he the eye just kind of closes he just kind of the quell just kind of surrenders yeah so it was almost like he was really overwhelmed yeah he was like i'm gonna need a moment which is even i feel like how sylvain makes it sound like he might come back am i wrong in remembering it that way yeah no sylvain does say something about that um that that maybe maybe the quell will come back so it's it's sort of like the the roof so um aubrey is is channeling the power of sylvain which causes the roof of this uh this chamber that they're in to crack and then this crystal like heart of the planet falls falls through into the chamber and the quell's eye just sort of closes and then it's just sylvain and and every all this chaos around them is is sort of resetting to where where things had been so like order order has been restored out of this chaos and the quell's just sort of gone at this point yeah which then i did wonder in that moment was like you know the her uh essentially saying that it might come back i was like well i mean it should if we still need balance Mm -hmm. right and that's what I had presumed. That that was the part I had meant to listen to several more times just yeah. to really get it. And then, of course, ran yeah. out of time, as we are all it want happens. to do. Yas. This was a doozy of an episode. I know. You would have to really set aside was. quite a bit of time to listen to it multiple times. Mm-hmm. 
Um, an interesting aside, we, I think all three of us have done it. We keep uh, gendering the quell as he. That's But true. at one point, I think it's Thacker says it she. And mm. I took that and I was like, I cannot wait for artists the fan artists to like personify mm, that would be the cool. quell and Sylvain and have them be like opposite girlfriends. Like oh, yeah. definitely like the I'm goth sure girlfriend and oh yes. So <laughs> get at me, friends. Yeah, I mean I think yeah. when you're talking about powers like this, it is difficult. I mean I think Sylvain has been referred to as she, um, I believe in the course of the show. So Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Well many, and I many, take it many almost times over. In- Again, let's just keep talking about Gravity Falls and Steven Universe on the show. <laughs> um, Gravity Falls were above ground, Steven Universe when we're in Magical World of Sylvain. But even in Steven Universe, you know, the gems are like, well, we're not girls, we're gems. We mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. use female pronouns. Yes. Uh, so I, that's kind of how I see it too. Like, especially since Sylvain now looks similar to Aubrey, who identifies as female. So it's kind of, that's just almost what, than yeah. they borrowed but yeah. yes on a bigger scale obviously Sylvana's, i would guess well beyond gender yes. <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> same with the quell obviously but mm-hmm. yeah i i would love to see since we know now that sylvain if when personified looks similar to aubrey mm-hmm. let's see the quell personified i bet i can't i'm not good at arting <laughs> i'll do it i will leave it to this talented fandom oh even better well, the one thing we, we know absolutely for sure about Sylvain is that they're a hugger. Yeah, it was cute. Her <laughs> running right, and now I'm doing it too, she, mm-hmm. uh, running right over to Aubrey. Yep. Which was sweet. I almost interpreted that as like, she's waited now 17 years, mm-hmm. however long, to hug Aubrey, which is, yeah, you know, probably not much in the scope of like a timeless being, but, but still, you can finally yeah. touch this person who's so precious to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was cute. And Doc is such a good Southern boy because he takes an E. <laughs> <laughs> I did love this very sweet uh, reverence that Doc and uh, Thacker both had towards mm-hmm. her. She's like, no, no. And I like <laughs> that we get to see Alexandra doing the full on interpreting yeah. for Sylvain. Sylvain doesn't mm-hmm. actually speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I also very much liked um, Thacker just being like, a starstruck fanboy in front of a celebrity just not knowing just kind of staring and not really being able to say anything yeah it was sweet and i appreciated uh duck's realness when when you know we are all saying our one-on-one goodbyes Mm -hmm. to sylvain and duck being like you don't have to listen like i respect (laughs) you i love that (laughs) and what i've been duck so many times we're like we don't have any real connection like i'll just give a quick wave and leave with the rest of the group thank you so much give a quick like when you get invited to someone else's house but you don't really know them yeah and then everyone's like saying bye they're like i'll wait in the car yeah (laughs) duck's gonna go wait in the car yeah and then they all wake up well two of them wake up in flower beds <laughs> mm-hmm. and what a crazy dream we just had <laughs> <laughs> it was all just bart's nightmare <laughs> oh. man that game was fun i'm gonna download it <laughs> but so not only do we get everyone everyone's transported topside mm-hmm. super mm-hmm. quick I'm, i've got to assume that sylvain being like we don't got time for this Beep, i'm not gonna make up. you take you the stairs back up. upside <laughs> Oh my gosh, three days later, they're there. But we also get a, a, a little reunion from our earthly friends. Mm-hmm. Listen, Stern rushes in to save everyone. Oh my goodness, <laughs> sweet Thank Stern. God you're here. <laughs> now they did say specifically, Mama Danny and Minerva, mm. which made me go, where's Barclay? Or are they I, all I wrote just didn't that. name him? 
Many times. <laughs> That's just written all over Brittany's notes. Brittany, we can't take you seriously anymore when you ask, which is why I had to ask, where's Barclay? I think we... we just... Where's my boy? Wait, is he still sitting... Is he still sitting on that crate? Is he <laughs> still on worried the that the Quill's going to do something? Oh. <laughs> I think that's it. He and doesn't trust it. that it actually stopped. He's, <laughs> he's looking for it now. He doesn't want to check to be sure, you know? He's like, God, that's it was gross. Like, I'll I just don't. stay here. He's taking a nap. They didn't want to wake him. He looks so precious when he's sleeping. Uh. Yeah. Stern put his jack on under his head. I'll get you Aww. later. Yeah, I thought Janelle, uh, Janelle saying that it's time. For, I know it's time for a celebration, but maybe a nap is like that's a big mood. <laughs> Just it's maybe the party after the realness. nap. Yeah, we're gonna go take both of those real quick. <laughs> but yeah, we get our cute reunions. Danny and Aubrey are cute. Mm-hmm. Mama oh and my Becca goodness. are cute. Danny and Aubrey blowing each other's minds <laughs> simultaneously. <Whoa>. Amazing. <laughs> so well played. Very cute, very funny. And Aubrey just trolling her about how she's been kissing a god was also extremely good. <laughs> I'm going to tell people that. Like, hey, guess what? So as these these four are all having their cute moments, mm-hmm. um, Duck and Minerva, meanwhile, uh, explain to us all why this is not the last episode. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. It gets buck wild from here. <laughs> it does. I, I admit that I had wondered... Um, at some point in this episode, um, before we get to this part where Minerva says, I think we missed something. And Doc yeah. just wants to leave well enough alone. I was like, well, we still have this this thing hanging out there of this exactly. other force. That, it's like, there's these yeah. four-armed white dudes. I mean, you would, you're not going to have them like show up in the sky or whatever, and then nothing ever happens uh-huh. again. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Clearly, clearly, uh-huh. whether they left well enough alone or not, something we'll was going to happen. Time. Yeah. That's season two. <laughs> yeah, they were not some like they were not well-meaning Jedi ghosts mm-hmm. just hanging out, like overseeing everybody's Ewok party. No, no, this was a portent. This is just their TV show. <laughs> like, what's happening now? They've had so much how, fun with this. How are they going to get show. out of this one? <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to get the rose this week? <laughs> uh, but yeah, Duck's first vision comes true. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Can we all appreciate that Duck cannot roll for shit when it comes to visions <laughs> consistently? <laughs> like, rolling like a damn champion this whole time, and then yeah. it comes to this point, it's like a four. Yeah, a five, <laughs> I think. I do wonder, what would, what would have happened if he hadn't used the luck point? What if, we, what if it had been a five? Oof. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to know. <laughs> Damn it, we've been through so much. It would have been bad. It would have been bad. (laughs) We're so tired. We need a nap and a snack, and we don't even get that. (laughs) Right? Janelle and Aubrey are so excited to be like, yeah, let's just chill for a second. And then all of a sudden, this crazy vision happens. There's, uh, if anybody's read or watched Bleached, when Mm. the hollows show up and they'll just like Mm. cut into thin air and then it opens, it's like that, only a a thousand times worse Mm because it's. The sky does open, and then it just sucks everything out into space. Yeah, because it's not just a rift. It's a rift, like, in close orbit of a freaking star. (laughs) Because they don't just want to mess people up. Man, they really want to mess you up. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and the really genius thing, I loved this, uh, as soon as the realization sets in, Minerva turning to Duck and telling him, you've got... X amount of seconds. 134. Yeah. Nice. This countdown. To fix this when you wake up. Mm-hmm. Ooh, it was very good. 
It's so good. The the music again. I have to bring up again about the music oh. and the sound design, the the pacing of it, so and good. the the unbalance of it. Um, it yes. my heart was racing during this part. I mean, right. I know it's a podcast, oh, mine but too. yeah, it really really got me. I think um, that atmosphere of it. Uh, yeah. And I mean, this is ex- this is really extreme. I mean, this is this is what your enemy does uh-huh. when they're like. I am not leaving this to chance anymore. I am just going to obliterate everything so that there's no possible yeah. way that you can fight back or stop it. Yeah. Yeah, this is obvious. I mean, we all know it. It's This is the end game mm-hmm. for sure. Y'all, I'm getting chills right now just talking about it. Like, <laughs> it's so it's good. So good. Yeah. And I mean... And Duck waking up and immediately just being like, we're out of time. Yeah. Like, yeah. It is go fucking time. That absolutely gave me, gave me chills as well when I was listening. Both times. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's that great just storytelling. You feel as invested in this as they do. Mm-hmm. You want to see this play out for our heroes. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's not going to go well, right? Because really the only thing that they can do is that we've learned that the archway is not like a rift. It's a tunnel. Yes. And if they don't close it, it's not just going to be Sylvain. It's going to be Earth too. And so this is extra devastating because... They're not looking for a way to save themselves at this point. No. They're just trying mm-hmm. to mitigate how bad it's going to be. Yeah. Close off that damage. Because, right, he, he gets up, says we're out of time, and just starts running for the gate, shouting to close the gate. Yeah. And everybody knows to just go. They know they know yeah, to yeah. run that something's happening. The high energy from everybody. Yeah. It's is... total anime style. The whole team is running. This is it. And no questions. No, like, what's he even doing? Nope. It's just, you go. It's that bond. They all just know to trust each other so much. Mm-hmm. And how do you close the gate? Oh, we can't. So what do you do? You just... You C4 You it. bring back that suitcase of C4. Remember? Remember when I said, put it on your murder board. <laughs> it's coming back. Circle it. Mark it with a B. The, uh, the music drop um, uh, on the editing on that was very, very good. I mean, I, you know, mm-hmm. Griffin, I, I think it's not like, I mean, he is an exceptional editor. He's, he's extremely good at this, but that particular yes. moment, like if you were trying to make a reel to prove that somebody was really good at what they were doing, the way that it, <laughs> the way that it landed, landed, that there's this conversation and there's music in the background and it's very high energy and very forceful. And then the momentum stops just long enough for that line to land in silence and then you go back uh-huh. into it was was really effective mm-hmm. he's very good at this how dare they all be so he's good like, i was <laughs> just gonna say they're all so talented at what they do it's very frustrating sometimes they're like i just uh, i'm, I'm uh, just Can a I little bit some? to me yeah like i just like to borrow it even just borrow i'll give it back it'll be fine <laughs> Because we also get the great line from Justin, Aubrey, you've already been a god today. I think you can handle being a fuse. I was like, oh, that is just like... He knows when the lines matter. Oh, it really does. It's like knowing they come up with that on the fly. Nothing's written down. No. They're just doing what they do. God bless. It's brilliant. And we get one last... You think that that C4 <laughs> is a bombshell? Wait for it. We get one more as we end here. And Minerva says... I'm with you till the end, Duck Newton. <laughs> and he responds. He responds and says, you can call me Wayne. Love it. Of course it's Wayne Newton. What else would it have been? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think Isaac was an option. Yeah. Didn't one of us talk about that as a joke early, really early on? When we were talking about possible real names. I think one of us, I don't remember who it was. I think one of us may have suggested Wayne Newton as a joke. <laughs> I don't know. I also do not know. 
I would definitely not put it off of us. I yet. think we did because we were discussing having a poll, which we I think we ultimately did not do. <laughs> but we were we were trying to pick a poll for uh, a possible first name. I think we didn't do it in the end. So I know one. we named the cat. Yeah, we did name the cat, but we had talked before we did went with the cat about uh, Duck's real name. Okay, I I believe you a hundred percent. I would also believe it. Yes, there might be some unedited files out there that that has the proof that we're looking yeah. for. Uh, regardless. Donka Shane, thank you so much for that. <laughs> Wayne Newton. <laughs> and with that, we uh, have to wait a little bit, possibly mm-hmm. a week, possibly more, for our finale. As long I'm as it takes. It. it should be as long as as long as they need to, to do it, I think. Exactly mm-hmm. that. I don't care how long I right. have to wait, as long as they put out something that they're happy with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's that's the best thing you can give any artist. You be happy with it. <laughs> um, and with that, is there anything we forgot to mention that we want to bring up now? I will give one final minor detail shout out to the something that it was possible to miss if you weren't listening yeah. on good headphones. Right after uh, Aubrey says abracadabra and there's sort of the episode ends, there is this sound of like a tape being kicked out of a deck a cassette tape being kicked out it's very quiet and it's very perfect yeah it almost reminded me i wasn't sure if that was supposed to be like the click of like something going off yeah maybe yeah but i like that i like the idea of it being a tape i'm pretty sure it sounded like a cassette tape but it i mean you know it's whatever sound you have access to that that fits right i'll have to check that out i did not it's quite soft yes um, I have a really super non sequitur side note. So last night I had to bust out Just Dance to get in my exercise because it's been rainy and I don't want to go outside. Yeah. And the Sprite, and I don't even know if that's the correct word when they're like superhuman looking, but the Sprite for So What looks exactly like Aubrey. <laughs> oh, for it's Like pinks? she's got the vet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she got totally the does. denim vest, the bouffanty hair, skinny pants. Like I was like, oh my God, like... Aubrey? Aubrey Little, are you here? And she, she was. Is. And destroying the house, just like Aubrey would love to do. So She's still around. That's my star. little aside. I love it. You're totally right. She does look just like her. <laughs> I didn't know if maybe Travis is a fan. He's like, ah. Let's all go play Just Dance. Let's do it. Uh, but first, let's take it over the polls. Uh, last time, we all met up to fight an otherworldly threat with the McElroys, and uh, nearly half of you chose to sport fanny packs. So uh, that's a very sensible <laughs> Smart choice. Smart move. Fashionable yes. and yes. practical. Right? Right. You can put all your snacks in there, mm-hmm. small projectiles. Cell phone. Cell phone. Your tent. You can, put, you can find things and put it in there. Like, I want to keep this as a keepsake. Phoenix down. <laughs> exactly. A cool rock you found on the ground. Well done, everybody. That's what I do. (laughs) So, of course, thank you, everybody, for voting and for battling. And this time, it's our last amnesty poll. What burning questions do you hope get answered in the last episode or in the The Adventure Zone Zone? We'll have that poll up over on our Twitter, at Romancing Zone. And we will meet everybody back here in a week, in two, who knows? But we'll see you later. Till then, thank you so much for joining us. I'm Nell Bailey. I'm Brittany Bailey. And I'm Ann Kern. And we've been Romancing the Zone. (laughs) 